The National Party have confirmed they will not support the voice to Parliament. Senator Jacinta Nampajimpa uh, Price has long opposed the voice, arguing it divides Australians rather than brings them together. Why should I, as an Indigenous Australian, be governed under a separate entity than the rest of Australia because of my race? I've spoken to people throughout communities in the Northern Territory, those whose first language is not English, who don't understand a thing about what this voice proposal is about, who are living there day to day, worrying about how they're not going to encounter violence in their lives. These are the issues that people are concerned with and concerned with now. Yeah, it was an announcement that surprised uh, many political observers but has refocused attention on what position the major coalition partner, the Liberal Party, will formally adopt, if any. Dean Parkin is a Kwanda Muka man and the director of the From the Heart campaign. Welcome to RN Drive. Thank you very much. The Nationals say that The Voice will create an unnecessary layer of bureaucracy and that there are already 11 elected Indigenous Australians in Parliament. Why can't they, uh, they represent the interests of First Nations people? Well, I think it's I think a couple of things. Firstly, the National Party's announcement is very premature. I mean, the conversation is ongoing with respects respect to the detail and the shape of the voice and we know that there's plenty of time between now and the referendum for that conversation to happen. So, it's a strange moment for the National Parties to to make their mind up when they don't have all the information that is at, at hand. And I think we might see um I think there's a prospect that they might be able to shift on this position once the full details of this is proposed because, as the opening segment says, the majority of Australians are absolutely behind this and have been for some time. The Nationals' decision today is profoundly swimming against the tide of where the Australian people want to support a referendum on a voice. So um, it's out of step. It's far too premature and it's, and it's, a, and it's a bit strange in, in, in the timing of, of, of why the Nationals have come out right now. So let's just put the prematurity to one side for a moment and look at the sub- substance of the Nationals' position from what they've said today. Uh, let me ask you, is Jacinta Price wrong to argue that the voice divides along the lines of race? How do you counter that argument? It's not what the majority of Australians are saying, and indeed it's not what Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have been consistently saying over the five years since the Uluru Statement from the Heart was, was released to the Australian people. In fact, it was, it was an invitation for a moment of unity. It was the hand generously outstretched by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to the rest of the nation to say, join with us in this movement for real Indigenous constitutional recognition through a voice to Parliament. Every step of the way, this has been about trying to bring the country together. And again, with respect, I think the, the Senator Price's views on this um, are out of step with how people have received that invitation very generously and have said that this is a process, this is a moment that they want to be part of to bring the country together. One of the repeated comments about the proposal that you've echoed today here is that it's sort of, it's pretty early on. It lacks detail. There's nothing concrete just yet. Do you accept, though, that that might leave space for misinformation? And naturally, it seems like the caucus in the Nationals Party room uh, think that there is a a position to take there. That's why they've made it. Well, I think for those that potentially aren't approaching this with... uh, the, the seriousness that's needed and those that may want to create a bit of mischief around this and try and stir up opposition, um, they will say that. 
the reality is there's been an incredible amount of work, an incredible amount of work over many years on what a representative body would look like. Um, it's a pretty simple concept. It's about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples from around the country, from the communities that have been talked about, sitting down and advising politicians and bureaucrats about the laws and policies that affect their lives. This isn't rocket science. Um, and yet there's still also more time to flesh out the details between now and in, in, in the referendum in a really respectful and dignified way. So, again, I think the announcement and some of those comments are, are way out of step with where uh, the rest of the country's heading. So do you believe that this formal position, while surprising in its prematurity but perhaps not surprising in its content, might damage your campaign? No, I absolutely put the faith um, for the success of this campaign firmly in the hands of the Australian people. Um, and that's what um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have said for a long, long time. If the political class, um, the way that it's currently um, positioned on many uh, uh, issues with relation to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people worked, we wouldn't have the issues that the Senator and others talked about today. Um, we've had governments of all persuasions doing their best to try and make this happen. And it is very clear to all that governments and politicians by themselves cannot fix the problems facing many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. That's why a voice is needed. And saying that um, that they're going to oppose the voice is effectively saying the status quo is good enough and we can continue with business as usual. I think Australians of fair-minded persuasion would absolutely reject that and say it's time for a change, it's time for a voice. From the heart, Director Dean Parkin is here on RN Drive. You're with Andy Park. We're talking about the National Party's decision to oppose the voice to Parliament today, surprising many political observers. More than 80% of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and non-Indigenous Australians support constitutional recognition. The Nationals say the voice would do nothing for regional Australia and lacks support there. These are, at the end of the day, their constituents... Is it entirely possible that this is what the Nationals are hearing from their constituents? Oh, look, I think if you ask, and, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples across the country, we have different views. So absolutely, if, 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 you, if you ask a, 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 a wide range of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, you'll get different opinion on this. Well, shouldn't that include the Senator Jacinda Nambajimpa then? Her price and her a, a, views? A, a, absolutely. It absolutely should. But what it also shouldn't do is it shouldn't ignore the thousands of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that were involved in the process that led up to the Uluru Statement from the heart. It shouldn't ignore the, their delegates that were sent to Uluru to nut out a really important moment in Australian history in proposing the voice of Parliament enshrined in the Constitution and the thousands of Australians that have gotten behind the movement since, including many of those people in those electorates that the National Party represents, it is interesting that there's actually strong support in those electorates um, for for the voice and for Indigenous constitutional recognition. So uh, I think there's more to play out on this and I think we'll see people from those communities speaking up increasingly and saying, actually, this is something that's really important to them. Well, while we're talking about electorates, why do you believe there's no difference in benefits from the voice for those in Redfin to those in Kanamala, to borrow two areas the Nationals referred to? I don't think there is a difference. I think that's the difference that's been artificially um, imposed upon by the by the uh, the leader of the Nationals today. I think the issues that are facing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Redfern 
are similar and also different to those in, in places like Kunnamulla and places like those in Central Australia. Um, that's been the problem with policy making and lawmaking in Indigenous affairs for far too long. This idea that there's a one-size-fits-all approach, and that's effectively what the Nationals have said today, is that that's okay, that we can continue to do that without actually bringing in the real diversity of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander views, not those that already have the privilege of a parliamentary seat or a Senate seat, but actually those people that are there on a day-to-day basis that aren't driven by partisan politics, that aren't driven by social media profiles, that are actually there about the real issues, education, health, employment, housing, that genuinely do have a day-to-day impact on the lives of our people. So if this decision to announce opposition to The Voice today by the Nationals took even you by surprise, what else do you think is going to play out in terms of the opposition to The Voice, particularly when it comes to the Liberal Party's position? We've heard uh, Senator Andrew Bragg today saying, well, the Liberal Party uh, hasn't made a formal position. They don't make formal positions on constitutional change. How will this decision affect particularly the Liberal Party's opposition or potential opposition to The Voice? Well, I think that's a matter for the Liberal Party and, and, and their leadership to actually determine that. But, but, but I think there's something here that Australians understand and people understand really clearly from our recent experience with politics in this country is that people are absolutely sick and tired of the partisan status quo. They're absolutely sick of of, of decisions like this being made without the full facts at hand. I mean, in some ways, this decision represents why a voice is needed, that there is more complexity to this, that there are more discussions to be had, that it, that it's important that these discussions are had in a really respectful way that steps us through a process. And um, so I think it's, it's something that um, won't be easily dismissed. And I think it's something that, uh, you know, the, the Liberal Party to date have taken a very open position, have said they're waiting to hear more information, I think that's prudent. I think that's the responsible way to approach this issue. And um, we look forward to um, being part of a process that provides that information, not just to the political parties, but to the people of Australia more generally. Just lastly, given this is a premature position, as you've said, doesn't that make your job easier now? You know what the objections are from a major Australian political party. And if we do live in representational democracy, does their opposition allow you to then counter those positions and perhaps create more consensus? Well, I think we'll continue to focus on the arguments that resonate with um, Australians, which is they see this as, as, a, as a very fair and a fair go for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And I think perhaps today the announcement really does rub up, up, up against that idea of a fair go. They actually do see the practical benefits of a voice and they know that this is something that can bring the country together. We will continue to have the conversation with the Australian people because... Um, if anything, today's announcement shows that um, the answers to some of these challenges aren't with the political class, it's with the people of Australia, and that's why a referendum on a voice is so very important. Dean, it's been great to talk to you. Appreciate your time. We'll have to leave it there. Dean Parkin is the director of From the Heart. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.